0: We are here today to talk about the Carolina Panthers, the fantasy review for the 2021 season and looking forward to the 2022. What's going on, everybody? It's Eric, a.k.a. your boy, Doc, checking in, continuing the series. We are going team by team and looking at some of the fantasy relevant players they have. And today we're talking about the Carolina Panthers. So just a quick overview of 2021. They were five and 12 fourth place in the NFC South and a little bit disappointing compared to the expectations we had coming into the season, but hopefully they can right ship. I think there's a lot of talent on that team and just going straight to the fantasy football relevant players. We're going to start with Sam Darnold who got his fifth year option picked up. He was QB 28, Christian McCaffrey, the one Oh one in drafts last year finished as RB 38 DJ Moore, wide receiver 18, Robbie Anderson, wide receiver 49 and Terrace Marshall wide receiver 139. So let's get into it. And let's start with Sam Darnold who for the first five game or first four weeks, he was great. He was the QB five. He had five rushing touchdowns really showing that rushing upside that we saw a little bit with the giants. He did miss five games with shoulder injuries. So, he had, And there was actually speculation that he wasn't going to play the rest of the season. He had two games with 20-plus fantasy points, so there's a little bit of an upside there. Now, the reason I say his fantasy value is down is because after those first, uh, five, or first four weeks, he did not look like the same quarterback, not having a lot of confidence in his throws. He didn't run the ball as much, which severely limited his upside. The Panthers, they brought back Cam Newton. They played a little bit of P.J. Walker. I don't think that Sam Darnold has the job security that he did entering this season. The Panthers did give up a second round pick for him. So I think they feel a little bit obligated to stick with him, especially Matt rule coming back for another year ahead coaching. But I would say that I don't feel as confident with him being the full year starter as we thought he was beginning with this year. We're going to go now to Christian McCaffrey, who look, he's a stud when he plays, but that's the big caveat. Now the last two seasons, So he suffered an ankle injury week 12 at Miami, which ended up putting him on the season-ending IR. Before that, though, he had a hamstring injury week three versus the Texans. Now, when he's on the field, he's a stud. 23.6 points per game in PPR scoring during his five full healthy games. That was second to Derrick Henry, and it was above Jonathan Taylor. Now, what we're looking at is in his career year, where he had the 1000 club, 1,000 receiving yards, 1,000 rushing, He had 403 touches in 2019, which earned him that lucrative contract extension. But over the last two years, he's had a total of 212 touches. And what we've seen with running backs is their bodies sometimes break down quickly. Look at Todd Gurley. Christian McCaffrey, a little bit of a smaller guy um, going into, I believe, his fifth or sixth season. We've probably seen the best fantasy days, which is why his fantasy value is down. Now, looking at the pass catchers on here, we're going to start with DJ Moore. Now, looking at some of the positives, he was six in targets in 2021 at 164. It's about 9.6 per game, and he never had less than seven in a game. So giving you a pretty consistent floor. He had three yard games, which equaled 320-plus fantasy points per game and nine between 10 to 19. Now, this is PPR scoring. So DJ Moore had a very safe floor, so very you know, what they call steady Eddie, somebody where, you know, you're going to get your production of, because we look, he had four touchdowns for the third straight season. He had three in the first four games and the last three years, he's had four touchdowns and in in the 1100 ish receiving yards. So 1175, 1193 and 1157. Now what's really encouraging is he had 93 receptions, which was the most he's had in a single season. So I say the fantasy value is the same because I do see an uptick in touchdowns at some point, but just because of the other receiving options and lack of consistent quarterback, I see maybe those receiving yards going down. But going to the next guy, Robbie Anderson, who, let's put it fair, 2021 awful, especially if you took him where his ADP was. He had 519 yards, which was the lowest of his career. He had no 100-yard games. The highest he had was 84. He had 13 games under 50 yards, which that's not good. And even in week one, he had one catch for 57 yards. So he hit above that number, but it was just on one play. I look at the end of the season though, and he had eight targets in the last four out of five games. It seems like he was really trying to get his head on straight. I know during the middle of the season, he quit on some games. He quit on some routes, but I say the fantasy value is up because I don't think you can go much lower than to what Robbie Anderson was doing. He is under contract for another year. He's a vertical threat. He had five touchdowns in 2021 compared to the three he had in 2020 when he had over a thousand receiving yards and being a vertical threat, he can have one play that's going to make his fantasy day irrelevant. Now, the last person I'm going to look at, he could be the number two wide receiver if he does overtake Robbie Anderson. It's Terrace Marshall. We didn't really have a fair chance to see what he could do the entire season. He had a foot injury that put him on IR to end, his rookie campaign. Um, but I look at a little bit of the positives. The Panthers, they spent a second-round pick on him from LSU. He had six targets week one, so they were looking to get him integrated early. And you hope with that him fully recovering from that foot injury and a, a full-off season of reps that he's really going to step into that wide receiver two, maybe even wide receiver three. We've seen a team like the Bengals that can support three wide receivers. I think his fantasy value is up. I don't think the Panthers would have taken an early pick on him if they didn't see him having some upside and being a contributor in the offense. Now, we're going to look, and the Panthers, they have a lot of goals for 2022, and I do want to say that I think they could potentially win the division. If Tom Brady retires, Tampa Bay takes a huge step back. The Saints don't have a consistent answer at quarterback or at head coach if Sean Payton steps down. And who's to say that Atlantic doesn't get rid of Matt Ryan and do a full rebuild. So I do think there's upside for the Panthers. They have this sixth overall pick in the 2022 draft. And I think what it's going to really come down to is O-line help. They had 12 different offensive line combinations last year. They were 28th in team pass blocking rate and 27th in-team run block rate, which is why I think they had a lot of issues with quarterback plays just because they didn't have the time. Another thing is going to be, who's the QB of the future? They gave up the draft capital for Sam Darnold, but they played P.J. Walker. They had Cam Newton in some packages. He might be their goal line back, but he was terrible throwing the ball in terms of accuracy. Another thing, what's going to be the health of Christian McCaffrey as we looked here? He has 403 touches two years ago or three years ago, but in the last two years has had about half of that. What can you expect with him? Is he going to be a part-time player and are they going to integrate Chuba Hubbard or another running back? And lastly, I think you have to add a tight end. I was a big Dan Arnold fan. I understand trading him to get CJ Henderson, but I don't think Tommy Tremble is the tight end of the future. So potentially adding another pass catcher, if you don't think Tommy Treble or Ian Thomas are going to be your options moving forward. So looking at this, this is the fantasy review of the Carolina Panthers, certainly an underwhelming 2021, but I think if they can get the right pieces in place and a little bit more consistency, I think they could be a bounce back team for 2022. Everybody that tunes into triple play, whether it be via the YouTube page, or you listen to podcasts. We really do appreciate it. Please make sure you subscribe and tune into some fellow or some following teams as we go through this